Welcome to Intellectually Twerking Part 2 with Althea Branton. Are you ready? Welcome to a brand new episode of Beauty Unlocked, the podcast. If you're new to Beauty Unlocked, I'm Carissa, host of this circus. Welcome, friends. If you've been a long-time listener, you know all about the shenanigans and utter fuckery that is Beauty Unlocked. <laughs> Are you ready? Welcome, my love buckets. I hope you're ready for part two of our conversation with Althea Branton, where we continue to talk about Eurocentric beauty standards, societal expectations and pressure, not fitting into society's box, her eponymous skincare line, and so much more. Don't forget to give Althea a follow on Instagram at althea.branton. And also her website, it's not up yet, but it will be very soon. You can check it out, altheabranton.com. And also, trigger warning, um, in the beginning of this conversation, well, the next part of the conversation, there is mention of suicide. If you or someone you know needs help and support, please reach out. I know this is easier said than done, but I have provided a link in the show notes and I'll do so as well on my link tree and on my social media. It's a global suicide hotline resources so that you or someone you might know can contact. There are people who care and who can help. Let's continue to intellectually twerk with Althea Branton. It broke me to the point where I wanted to take my own life because I was tired of struggling. I was tired of trying to do the quote unquote right thing. I had a plan. And just as I was about to execute my plan, I got a call. It was during Pride, ironically. And I got a call from a gay couple inviting me to go down to, I was living in Toronto, go down to the village and sell, start celebrating Pride Weekend. And if it wasn't for that phone call, you and I would not be having this conversation. My son wouldn't exist. I would not be here. These standards, this white supremacy, colonialism, the notion that there is one, only one way to be, only one way of life, it is literally killing people. It is literally killing people because as people of the global majority, we are doing things to ourselves and not just beauty products, but I mean in every aspect of our lives, we are doing things to ourselves to fit into the standard. No, <laughs> no, no more. Yep. No yep. more. At a certain point, you just can't feel. It's incredible how, for example, fat phobia, right? Weight stigma, for example. There was a comment on one of my, um, on my video, on that video once, where it was just like, th those comments are fatphobic. You don't even realize how fatphobic your comments are, you know, about this. And it was about, you know, fatphobia is real, you know. And these people that commented, like, if a child sees a person in a bigger body and calls them fat, are they lying? I'm like, first of all, first of all, number one, my blood was boiling and my tits were on fire. Let me just tell you. I was like... A child does, is not born into this world hateful, judgmental, so they learn, it's learned behavior. 
That means they learned it from somewhere. Fat phobia or weight stigma is, and this is unfortunate, is the most accepted form of discrimination that exists. Making fat jokes. And we also have internalized fat phobia and stuff like that. We're not even talking about that. But like, this is a whole thing where I'm, I mean, it's just a whole, this stuff like fires me up. I was like, if a child goes and says that to someone, that's because it's learned behavior from someone else. And no one told them. I'm not saying chastise the child. I'm saying talk to the child and say that it's not okay, that you will find people of different colors, of different, you know, whatever, of different body types, that it's the variety is spice of life. You know what I mean? I'm just like, can you imagine if you just, we only had one flavor, let's say vanilla flavor, like ice cream. And for the rest of our goddamn lives, we had to like, you know, eat vanilla. But then somebody comes along with some chocolate, right? And I'm just like at the bus station looking at this person enjoying their chocolate ice cream. I'm going to want to dip my spoon. I know that's unhygienic. I'm not going to do that, by the way. But I'm just like, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to want to freaking try. Why would I want to look and act you know, and be like a robot like everyone. Why do we all want to be the same? So that was one comment. Another comment was, if this was the fat phobic comment, a fat person should just do something about it. Yet when somebody tries to do something about it, like let's go, uh, you know, exercises or whatever, goes to the gym, you got people making fun of that person. Mm-hmm. So when you say a fat person should go and do, okay, first of all, a body, a body shape does not tell us the health of a person. You can be stick thin and be the unhealthiest person. Okay. I was just blown by these comments. Another one was fat phobia is as real as transphobia. It doesn't exist. I was like, to add to that, this person said, I'm telling you, I don't know how I didn't break my computer. This person's like, nobody's afraid of fat people and nobody's afraid of gendered people. And I was like, there is going to be people that are going to hate and just have verbal diarrhea at this point. They were just typing up their bullshit. And this person said, go and read a dictionary. I was like, go and read a dictionary. No, listen, I've done hours of research. I've lived these experiences and you're telling me it doesn't exist because it didn't come into the sphere of your privileged fucking bubble. But it doesn't exist like we talked about before we press record. I was like, how can you say that? When there are a whole bunch of LGBTQIA plus like anti-LGBTQIA like bills being passed in different countries, how can you say that transphobia doesn't exist when 2021 in the United States is set to be one of the deadliest for gender non-conforming people and trans people? How can you tell me that there are these bills that are targeting trans youth and it's not transphobia doesn't exist? Are you serious? Like I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, I cannot believe Something this. that's really helped me as of late. Two things. One, and especially that I'm, I'm a parent. Hate is taught. Hate is still a thing because it is taught. It has, it has been passed down from generation to generation. But the one thing that keeps me going, Carissa, is this. Hate is rooted in fear. It is rooted in fear. When you see these comments and you're just like, I can't even comment on the ignorance and audacity to view you know i give them props for spearing their ignorance like just out loud like that like you have to have some cojones to do that hate is based in fear fear of inadequacy fear of being seen as something less than so that less than element that this fear that this hate is trying to spew to all the rest of us i'm not afraid of that fear i see that fear and i say 
you have that fear, that's on you. I'm still going to walk down the street and I'm still going to be me because I'm not afraid of your fear, of your underlying fear. These comments, it's not hate on trans people. It's fear of trans people. It's a fear of, ooh, this is something different. Ooh, this is something I don't understand. So if I'm just going to rage against it, Mm. so as not, because fear is weak. Fear is seen and perceived as weakness. So if I don't appear fearful, I can appear hateful because at least hateful has this perception of strength, has this perception of superiority. It has an air of superiority. So it's easier to hate than it is to fear because fear is weak. It's, I heard this phrase the other day, beta, like whatever that, when I think beta, I think those tapes from the 80s, and this is aging me, but I don't care. <laughs> those tapes from the 80s that like, you have a beta max at home? Like get with the times. You need to get a VHS, right? That's, that's what I think when I hear beta. But the reality is, is that that notion of weakness is you can't have that. So you know what? Go on and hate because I know what's underneath it and it's fear and I'm not afraid of it. And I'm not going to yield to it. I'm not going to succumb to it. It's only going to fuel me and fuel my strength. So go on. Keep hating. Yeah. Yeah. Comments like this. And the reason why there was like these three comments is because one saw the other one posting and they was like, I'm just going to join this train. And I'm just like, your comments show more about you than what you're actually, you know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, that's on you. It's going so much as to say, go and read a dictionary. Oh, Honey, no. No. But you know, as I get that microaggression all the time. Althea, you're so articulate. Well, I have an honors bachelor of science and language with a minor in simultaneous interpretation with English and French linguistics as major courses of study. So yes, I am goddamn articulate. I just don't understand people who I just I don't get people who say that. Why wouldn't you be? It's like those that you're so smart. Why wouldn't I be? Why? As opposed to what? As opposed to, what are you talking? You're not like other girls. What the fuck does that mean? Other girls like, must be mole heads then. Like, what What do you... Understand. What does that mean? So when people say, well, you're so articulate or you're so smart, I'm like, why wouldn't we be? I don't understand. Just because I swear like a sailor... Doesn't mean <laughs> I can't hold a freaking conversation. Exactly. I, don't understand. I am capable of complex thought, right? Like this is not like a, this shouldn't. And I would get that all the time when I was dating. I would get the whole, yeah, you're so smart. And that's intimidating. I'm like, well, if I scare your ass, then we, we got some problems. If, if me, we got some problem. Actually, it's your problem. At this point, it's the other person's problem. If you can't keep up with me, then you shouldn't be sitting right across from me yep. at this point. I agree. You know, it's one of those things, talking about that, of a lot of guys used to say, you're so intimidating. Why don't you smile more? Here to make you feel better about myself. I'm here to be, right? And Yeah, they just don't, they don't expect it, do they? They're just like, they're surprised. They're just like, whoa, whoa, what just happened? Why is this person so articulate? Why does this person, you know, they feel threatened by it. And their only way of saying it, it is, it's they feel threatened and they're like, well, how can, how, how can you be so smart? How can you be so articulate? Like, you know, how can you, why are you so intimidating? 
the only reason I'm intimidated is because they're threatened by our intelligence. What are you expecting not to have any? Like, do you want me to not be intelligent? Do you want me to... I used to dump... Mind you, I used to dump myself these motherfuckers. I'm sorry, but like, I used to dumb myself down. I used to then... Out because it was so, it was something I would hear so often. You're so intimidating. You're so smart that I was just like, okay, time to take it down a notch. So I made myself smaller so that other people could be more comfortable. And now I'm just like, nope, I'm unapologetic and I'm going to, it's the equivalent of me shaking your, my tits in your face. If it makes you uncomfortable, too bad. Like, this is me. This is my personality. And I'm not going to lower myself. And make myself smaller just for your comfort. I like to think of it as intellectual twerking, right? <laughs> if you can't keep up with my intellectual twerking, then, you know, just go find someone who, you know, maybe doesn't have all of their beers in the six pack because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to take myself down. So, yeah, I'm going to shake what I've got physically mentally spiritually emotionally intellectually i'm gonna shake it all and if you can't deal with that yes shake it that's okay i can amuse myself somehow in my own way that's really what it comes down to you can hashtag that exactly. by the way exactly. hashtag yeah. intellectual twerking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to have to i'm so a t-shirt that was, you know it. what i'm actually done <laughs> you should put, make a t-shirt and then yeah. I'm, just, I'm Intel- actually going to make a t-shirt and then put, like underneath your name. Yes, Sophia, you know, yes, like, I love it. Thank you. Like, By all means, feel free to take it. Yeah. You yeah. know what? If you turn it. this into a billion dollar empire, I'm all for it. <laughs> I'm all for it. Go for it. Intellectual twerking. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just, yeah, but it's all for, it's, <laughs> I know, I love it. <laughs> right? Because I mean, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Lizzo fan, huge, huge, huge Lizzo fan. I love when she posts pictures of herself twerking. So I, I just have this, I have this image of all of the oh, deliciousness Lizzo, that Lizzo yes. is and just yes. being able to intelligently speak about life, right? And if you pe- people can't deal with Lizzo to this day, I don't know what it is, why people can't deal with Lizzo. Yeah. Lizzo is amazing. Even it doesn't matter. Her size, her size doesn't matter. Right? And it shouldn't be a point of discussion. But the fact that it is, that's why it's such a bone of contention for so many. But that's the reason it's because she's unapologetic of who she is and what she looks like. And for so many people, it's just like, no, 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 that's just too much. Because she is a black woman. She is someone like, you know, who doesn't have that Eurocentric body ideal of thin, like we were discussing. You know, she unapologetically takes up space as she should. And for people, it's like, no, people like you shouldn't be taking up space. You shouldn't be so loud and proud and be like, you shouldn't be your authentic self. You need to. Yeah. And it's like, no. Yeah, you should feel shame. No, I don't feel shame. I feel pretty okay about it. In fact, I feel better than okay. I love having conversations. Are actually, to be completely truthful, I don't actually know how to twerk. I tried once, and I think I hurt my back. I was about to say, like, the same, like, <laughs> I hurt my back. I was like, I think, oh my god, I better stop before I really hurt myself. <laughs> I really did, like, legit, 
almost hurt my back in like a really bad way. And I can't be laid up in a hospital bed talking about her. I was trying to twerk. And I think I slipped a dance. <laughs> so I will leave twerking to the experts. Um, it's not something that I'm going to, you know, physically injure myself to do. But intellectually, oh, I'll twerk all day. There you go. I will, I will intellectually go. twerk all day. But physically, no, I don't think it's something for me. <laughs> it's a danger for my health at this point. Yes, <laughs> like, <it is. laughs> it's like you said. <laughs> oh, my cheeks <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. I full disclosure, dear dear planet Earth, Althea Branson can't work. I really can't. I also can't play basketball. In case anybody was wondering, because you know, like all black people are supposed to play basketball. I really, I cannot dribble and run at the same time. It is, it's either one or the other. If you want me to run, I'll run. But if you involve bouncing a ball at the same, no, that's where I draw the line. I'm just like, no. Goodness, I'm just thinking like for me it's just an issue getting out of bed sometimes in the morning because I'm just like ooh 15 20 years ago I didn't have these aches and pains so like twerking for me is a no-no because I would definitely slip a disc but just getting up sometimes in the morning I'm like ooh this is mm-hmm. this is tight this is not this is not good like it's just these aches and pains and it takes me a really long time like I need at least two cups of coffee to get mm-hmm. me like I mean but Carissa uh, aren't you supposed to wake up 5 a.m. each morning and, and, like, crush the day and, you know, I don't know about you. I mean, technically, I do wake up quite early, but I do need my coffee. I'm <laughs> just like, I need my coffee. <laughs> I need my coffee. Like, nobody speaks right? to me until I have my two cups because I'm still, I'm not mentally and physically, I'm still not there. I need a little bit of time. It's, um, yeah, no, I, 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 it's the equivalent it's to a car needing one gas. Of, something that I've encountered <laughs> in building my brand is this whole notion of productivity and how much work am I putting in? There, I see so much, you know, I, I try to research like, well, let's take marketing, for example, because now I'm at the point of developing my brand where I need to start thinking about what that's going to look like. So, of course, if I put in a Google search about marketing, it's like, I have to find the person's pain points and speak to their pain points and empathize with their problems. And I'm... Ooh, I have something to say about that. Do I really need to do that? And then I was looking at productivity because, like I said, I'm a solo parent. I have a human to raise. And that takes time. That takes energy. That takes effort. It takes a lot right? This is what I'm embarking on is not an easy thing to do. So I see all of these like get up 4am before the kids get up and get stuff done. I'm like four o'clock in the morning. Okay. When my son was an infant, he would just wake up at four o'clock in the morning just because. So, but if he's awake, then I need to be awake and nothing gets going to get done because we need to play. We need to do this. We need to eat breakfast. We need to, do you know what I mean? So I struggled a lot with that. And I was like, this stuff isn't really meant, it's not designed for me, right? This type of how to, even being an entrepreneur is not, none of this shit aligns with anything that I want to do. And honestly, Carissa, I was struggling with that for so long because I started to think that what, I, there must be something wrong with my ass because I'm not here building this type of business. I'm not here building this business where I'm up 5 a.m. working 20 hours a day. 
I'd do that anyway. There was so much of it that I had to unpack. So much of it I had to just say, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to market my products in this way. I'm not going to tell people that they have problems and only my products will solve them. I'm not going to do that. Marketing 101 right there. No, you don't want to hear that. Because if you're a human being having an experience on this earth and you already feel less than, I'm only adding to that. I'm only coming out with something that's going to say like, oh, by the way, you got one more problem. So now you have a hundred. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to do that. You're walking around with 99 problems and I'm going to tell you, you got one more. And next thing you know, you've got a hundred problems and you feel even more shitty than you did the day before. So I really had to just take a step back and say like where these principles in entrepreneurship are so rooted in capitalism. They're so rooted in Eurocentrism. They're so rooted in white supremacy. And I I needed to just say like, no. So for all you potential investors listening to me right now, I have a message for you. Yes, I'll take your money only in the form of a grant. But just know that I'm going to take this money and I'm going to build a structure that's sustainable, that makes money, creates jobs that people aren't going to post memes on social media about, and it's going to make a difference. So if you want to give me money, by all means, I will take it. Thank you very much. Pitch deck over. (laughs) So... (laughs) It's really like, why do I have to show up this way? Why do I have to market this way? Why do I have to tell people that there's something wrong with them when, you know, if you're questioning your gender identity, you already feel like there's something wrong with you. If you haven't, if you identify as queer, even the word queer, it goes against what is heteronormative, but I still use the word anyway, because it's like, fuck you, I'm going to be queer anyway. You're still struggling and wrestling with all of these things. And now all of a sudden you got problems on your face. Now all of a sudden, oh, no, no. No, there has to be a better way to do business. There has to be. Because the, when I look out into the business landscape, I just see fuck-ups. Like people making stupid decisions, but getting millions, buying it, people getting millions and millions and millions excuse me, of, of dollars. And people like me who have to wrestle for scraps because apparently I don't have the business know-how. I don't have the intelligence because black people were always seen as, as lazy, as not smart, so many different things and have no business running a business that is sustainable and profitable. And then again, that's rooted in, but that's rooted in right there in the colonial, you know, notion, that white supremacist notion saying, well, you know, because it was like an excuse, well, black people are lazy And this is why we need to dominate them, you know, because they don't know, you know, what to do. They don't know how to do things. So it was just, you know, and I'm just like, and it still persists and exists today that people, and I'm just like, yes, it does. What? It really, really does. And I mean, it's not even, and we're not even talking about within the world at large. I mean, this kind of sentiment exists within the black community. So now I'm going out looking for funding and I see, oh, and here's a funding for a black owned brand. Well, I'm also a queer owned brand and there are elements of the black community that aren't so great that don't really align with people being queer and black. So I'm running into that even now. So I'm saying to myself, self, I need to be mindful of the spaces that I'm in, right? 
just because it's for black businesses doesn't mean it's for black and queer Queer businesses. businesses. And I'm female on top of that. So good God almighty. (laughs) Right? This is a thing. And I mean, kind of sentiment is seen in all cultures. Just because someone identifies as X doesn't mean that the intersection of who they are is going to be accepted within their own community. Exactly. Never mind the rest of the world. Exactly. Yeah. But still, I'm here, Carissa. I'm here, not really giving any fucks because I don't have much to begin with, so I'm certainly not giving them away. And I'm still going to take up space. I'm still going to build this brand. And it's going, it's going to work. It's going to be... I want to be one of those business case studies, kind of like Dan Price of Gravity Payments, how he just decided one day to pay his people a minimum wage of $70,000, and he got so much hate for it. Like, why would you do that? It's socialism. It's bad. But Homeboy is still making a profit. He's doing perfectly fine. And I want to be one of those stories that I am running this business differently, that the people that I will eventually hire will be paid a living wage, right? I mean, now that the pandemic is still raging, people aren't really going back to work. Why would I go back to work when I can stay home, A, and not die, and B, not be surrounded by foolishness, microaggressions, people stealing my ideas, all that kind of nonsense, and working for what, three cents a day? Like, why would you do that? So building this business that's I'm not marketing to people that, you know, and even as these things are coming out of my mouth, I'm like, oh my God, this sounds like, this sounds like failure, but it only sounds like failure against a system and a way of doing things that, okay, it's made money, but the money's in the pockets of like eight people and it really hasn't done any benefit. So it's really about like, okay, how do I address these things in my own self? Because let's be real, entrepreneurship brings up all your stuff, right? I mean, entrepreneurship, it, it's just like, you know, those lights you see at like studio premieres that kind of go back and forth. Like, whoo, yeah, yeah. Those, those huge. Yeah. Those are lights that are shining on all your stuff. And I'm sitting here like unleashing all my stuff, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's okay. Like, that's totally fine. But the fact remains is that there has to be a different way to do business. There has to be, it has to be a human element because we're dealing with human beings with feelings and they like donuts and, you know, occasionally go outside and have a smoke and maybe sleep with a coworker. Like these things happen in business. Exactly. There has to be a different way. And I want to find that way. I'm on a mission to find that way. And maybe I have to create it. Maybe it has to look like something totally different, but I'm, I'm going to find it. I just love the real, the raw, the honesty. Do you know what Thank I mean? You. I love that about you. And it's something that what pisses me off. Oh, okay. about you. <laughs> We're not about, you know, it's, uh, it's something about you. <laughs> but what pisses me off is that when it comes to celebrities, yes. let's say, or even let's take, I don't know, whether it be things like Elon Musk and Tesla or Jeff Bezos and Amazon, right? We have no problem forking over millions to people that have questionable mm-hmm. morals. Because let's be honest, you know, we have no issue forking over money. But when 
when it is like an entrepreneur such as yourself, that's real, that's honest, that's creating something that's completely different. And it's difficult to find, let's say, the funding. People are second guessing whether or not to fork over money, whereas they'll pay I don't want to say any like celebrity names, although I just said Bezos and like Elon Musk or whatever. <laughs> I got, you know, you're, you guys are on my shit list, so whatever. But in the sense of we have no problem forking over like $900 for a pair of, I don't know, trainers of this celebrity. And I'm just like, who's questionable? Do you know what I mean? It's like they, you know, stuff comes out to light about them. And whether it be sexual harassment or abuse or whatever, and yet we still go and give money to them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what's wrong with us? Why is that? Why? Why indeed? What is wrong with us? Why indeed? Because they're perceived to be better. They're perceived to be of more quality, which goes back to colonialism. Goes back to Eurocentrism. It goes back to white supremacy. It's better. Right? It's supposed to be better. So. It's incredible when things come to light about Amazon, for example, and how they treat their employees. How Jeff Bezos even said when he went up to space, I don't even know. The amount of money that was set, you don't even pay your employees. And you're just shooting up to space. Well, my employees basically, like, you guys are the ones who, like, paid for it. Do you know what? (laughs) What in the actual fuck? You don't even pay properly your employees, and you're just, you're having a field trip going up in to your space. penis-shaped rocket. And there are I mean, people just... that, yeah, in a penis-shaped rocket, which again, let's face it, the penis will always, I mean, in this, in the patriarchal, white supremacist, just toxic masculinity mm-hmm. that we live in, will always be, um, how would you say, it's always... Um, it's like taking big dick energy to a whole other level. Like, you're literally flying to space in a big dick, right? I mean, it's literally showing the world, like, I'm better than you because I have a big dick. But it's like, why is it like, um, well, yeah, well, (laughs) I'm just thinking that it's like we revere the penis, you know, as this powerful thing. That's okay. It's going on from one thing to the next, but in all honesty, and it's just like, but I'm serious. Like, we, we, there are monuments shaped like penises. There are rockets shaped like penises. There are God knows what else that's shaped like penis. Uh-huh. We just like revere the penis and put it up on such a pedestal. And I'm like, this is the patriarchy. This is the toxicity that we live in. That you know that at this point. The penis is just like, oh my goodness, it's the penis. And we should all just like bend down and be like, oh, penis, you know? And I'm just like, God, what is wrong with us as a society? Why is it so difficult for people to like wake up and be like, there's something seriously wrong here. There's seriously something wrong. What we can all do, and this is only if we choose, what we all can do is make that leap to face our own selves. And that's something that the collective doesn't want to do. It's just hella hard to face yourself. It's hella hard to face your shadows, to talk to your demons and serve them some lemonade. It's really, really, really hard to do. It's way easier to just ignore the essence of who you are, ignore what makes you tick, and just go along with all of the toxicity about identity that's in our society right now. It's way easier to do that. Those comments you you got on your YouTube video is a prime example of what I'm talking about. It's way easier to hate 
than to face yourself. If we, you know what, you want to ride a dick shaped thing to space, knock yourself out. But can you look at yourself in the mirror and actually like what you see? You may have billions in the bank, which is great. But if you can't deal with yourself, I mean, how do you look at your own self? Why are we so adverse to facing our own selves? Why don't we want to deal with pain? Why can't we have an emotion? Why can't we be vulnerable? And I'm not talking the vulnerable, you know, I think what Brene Brown has been doing and researching is pretty remarkable, but the way that people have taken her body of work and just created into something that's kind of gone along the lines of yoga, like how it's been really watered down and colonialized and just, you know, being real with one another is a really hella hard thing to do and people don't want to do it. Yeah. People don't even want to hold themselves accountable. Like I've had questionable behavior in the past, right? And Going through this journey, like, you know, we were talking about, like, we're unpacking and I'm learning a lot of things. I look at the stuff that I used to, to do or say or think. And even now, sometimes that little fucking monster in my head comes out and I actually stop myself and I'm like, whoa, where did this come from? What's happening? Like, I actually dissect it and I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. So you're telling people to check yourself all the time. I tell people, check yourself, educate yourself. And you're not, I'm not doing it to myself. I always constantly, like, I have to hold myself accountable for the behavior that, you know, whatever it was, you know, even if it was like, because you can always like give the excuse of, oh, well, you were young, you know, because I find that that's the easiest thing. Well, you know, we were young and stupid. No. Yeah, but you know what? That's not a fucking excuse. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, because then that means it's okay for me to keep doing those things, you know, and it's like, no, I don't have, like, a parent who's going to tell me. Actually, I didn't have parents that pulled me aside. They told me to shut up. But, I mean, you know, like, <laughs> yes. <they didn't... laughs> yes. now I have to be my own parent and pull myself, you know, to the side and be like, where did that thought come from? What is hurting? Mm-hmm. Where did you hear that? Because you weren't born thinking of mm-hmm. it or thinking this way or feeling this way. It was placed there. You learned it from somewhere. Where did it come from? And really digging deep. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just like, oh, God. And it's exhausting. It's like this, it's absolutely, it's like we were talking about. It's absolutely exhausting. It's a journey that not all of us will go on. And it's a journey that it needs to happen. But it's super hard. It's super, it's easier to just turn off your mind to your soul, to disconnect. And it's easier to hate. It's easier to hate than to deal with your pain. It's easier to do it. I'm not here to make life easier for anybody. I'm not even here to make life easier for me because life isn't easy, right? Yeah. It's not supposed to be. We're still going to be, I'm going to be unlearning. I'm going to be unpacking as I grow and scale my brand. And it's going to impact every facet of my life. We have this belief that entrepreneurship is very transactional and it's emotionless. But what people don't really understand is that there are human beings that you're dealing with throughout this process. Customers are humans. Well, the the thing is that like a lot of, but a lot of people, I mean, in that sense, though, a lot of entrepreneurs, they dehumanize. You know what I mean? They just don't see that person as a living, breathing, sentient being. They just dehumanize and say, well, it's it's just... It's just money in my pocket, so might as well make them feel yeah, like sh- and, shit and that's that. You know, my business isn't going to do that because 
like I said, we're all living, breathing, farting human beings. And we all have feelings. We all have emotions. We have experiences. And reducing someone to a number, reducing them to a monetary value, which is wholly problematic. This is the core. This is, excuse me, the foundation of business right now is people, customers, consumers are their numbers, their statistics, their, you know what I mean? They're not actually people. So I'm sitting here saying to myself, okay, I'm selling a product of my own creation to a person. These are people. These are people that are going to see my website. They're going to go on my website. They're going to give me money in exchange for a product. Am I going to reduce them to a sale? No, because I'm going to say in sales meetings, we had X people buy our product the other day. And we're going to say, yay, this is great. And we're going to celebrate that. But the fact is, is that it has to, I have to do it differently. I can't run this business. I can't run a business, especially one that bears my name. Because the the line is called Althea Branton. I cannot run a business that bears my name using these practices that I know in my soul don't fucking work. They don't work. It doesn't benefit anybody. I'm not creating a job where somebody's going to post like, is it five o'clock yet? I have to go home because I want to dig my eye out. Like I can't create a job where someone's going to do that. I can't pay someone minimum wage because I have to. I have to pay the minimum wage. Like, no, I want to create a job, not even a job, because when I think of a job, I think of something that you absolutely hate to do. I want to create roles where people are fired up, excited, that they want to come in. They want to help grow my brand. I want to, I want shit tons of people to buy my shit. Of course I do, right? Who doesn't? I want that, but I want more for this brand. Yeah, of course. I want it to recognize human, the humanity in all of us. Yeah, yeah I'm still going to have to deal with Debt to income ratios and conversion percentages and all that kind of malarkey. Okay, fine. Because, you know, effectively this is a business of source. I need to know, okay, how many people are buying my products? I need to know that. But there has to be another way. And I'm going to find it. Come hell, high water, or a bad hair day, I'm going to find it. Love it. Thank you. I love I love that. I love that. Seriously. It's like if I had Bezos here, <laughs> I think, well, number one, I wouldn't have Bezos because our way of thinking... Number one, he wouldn't come on because I would immediately be just like, go fuck yourself. <laughs> just like switch off and be like, I'm done. I'm done. Your face just pissed me off, you know? But it's in the thing of, I just, I love how you want to change the way things are being done and the way things have been happening for so long. And you want to break that. And, you know, and it's, I understand there's so much, like so many barriers and so many like roadblocks and you just keep on going. And I absolutely love that, you know, and you're not going to give up. Thank you. And I know that your brand is going to be super successful because it's just completely different from what's being done. And I don't know, it's like, it's inspiring, but it also gives you a sense of hope because I want you to be one of those case studies where they say she did this this way. She went against the grain and found a way, you know, instead of dehumanizing someone, you know, just kind of lowering them to just being a number and whatever, 
She found a way to connect with the person. Even if you don't meet those millions of people that buy your product, it will feel like they know you because they share that same feeling. Do you know what I mean? Of you're creating this family. It's like creating a family where everybody, doesn't matter whether it be, you know, your future employees or the person that buys your product, you're creating this massive family that shares this value. You don't want to define, like it's been defined for so long, beauty, you know, but letting people explore and find what beauty is, yes. you know, for them by your products. You're not telling me that I'm disgusting. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Because that's what they're, well, that's what basically they did Yes, that's, that's effectively what's there out there right now is that somehow you, your face, especially like there's such this focus on the face. When you hear skincare, you think face. Like what about the rest of your skin? So my line is going to actually include stuff for the body, stuff for your hands, stuff for your lips, stuff for your feet, cuticles even. Because I've noticed like, like cuticles, like Jesus, these, wow, that, that's kind of rough looking. There's not this focus on that. It's really about, I don't, I, you, you hear things about industry disruption. I'm not here to disrupt an industry. I don't want to be known as an, someone who disrupts. I want to be known as someone who creates. Because I'm not here to be included. I'm not here for, I know some retailers are doing these things like we want X amount of BIPOC brands to be part of our shelves. No, I'm not going to be on your shelf. I'm going to go over here and make my own shelf. I'm not over here trying to fit into this. It's already, you know what? I'm not, no, I'm not even going to do it. I'm not even going to consider it. I don't want, you will not see my products on big box store shelves. I don't need to be a part of it. I'm going to go and create my own. And I want to invite others to do the same. We need to start breaking ourselves away from this wholly problematic, non-effective model that has permeated every facet of our culture and every facet of our society for too long. Yes. I'm going to be over here. Yes. Make them up. Shoot. I ain't not even to start, start with a shelf. I might just build a shelf. I might build it. I'm going to be at the table. Like, oh, we need a seat at table. I don't want to sit at your table. I'm not going to sit down. I'm going to sit at <laughs> you know table. I'm just, I'm like there. I'm there. I'm just like, oh, yeah, can I no, call? No, I don't, I don't want a seat at the table. I don't want a seat at this problematic table. I don't want a place yeah. on your problematic shelf because I'm going to go over there and take all of my deliciousness and inability to twerk. And I'm going to be over here with my own shelf, with my own table, building my own house. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So inspiring. I love that. Thank you. I love that. You know, this is the thing that I love the most about like starting Beauty Unlocked and stuff like that is actually meeting okay this is virtually meeting who knows you never know maybe in the future when we don't have this pandemic right? this goddamn place right. you know eventually one day it's gonna like somehow i don't know end that but meeting people that are like-minded and that aren't walking zombies because this is what it is this this society this capitalistic society this patriarchy has created like zombies that just regurgitate the same goddamn bullshit all the freaking time. And for me, it's just like Beauty Unlocked has opened so many doors to meeting, you know, people like you. And I'm just like, oh my God, I just, I absolutely love the thing. Cause what, like, there was so much that you said that resonated, like where you always thought in the past that you were the problem. What's wrong with me? You know? And I'm just like, oh my goodness, that's how I felt. 
you know? And I'm just like, there are other people like that, like... That is the heteronormative, patriarchal, colonial, Eurocentric society winning. They were winning in me thinking that there's something wrong with me. They were winning. But now they're not because I no longer think that way. I have reclaimed the essence of myself. I am a walking protest. I am in the face of this, which is, you know, I don't need to bless the people in the streets who are in the streets. I don't need to be in the streets because I don't have that belief. They haven't gotten me that way and they're not going to. Me identifying as a person of the global majority, even using that language throughout my brand, disassociating myself with that, that's, that's massive. That is some of the biggest things that we can do. So if my brand is going to use that language, people of the global majority, because that's what we are. We are people of the global majority. We are not the ants, like in Bugs Life. We are not those ants that are like, oh, we have to get food for the grasshoppers. No, 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 boo-boo. Grasshoppers need to learn to feed their own damn selves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right? Feed your own damn self. Figure it out. You can do it. Oh my goodness. I've enjoyed this conversation. I enjoy like listening to you. I'm just like, oh my goodness, keep speaking. <laughs> no, but it's like, it's just a breath of fresh air because I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is, but you know, when you, you're growing up and stuff like that and you have like tons of friends, right? Friends, I put that in air quotes. And then as you grow, <laughs> as you grow, it's not the quantity, it's the quality and so it's just like, I'd rather have the smallest little circle <laughs> where people, I mean, I'm listen. I'm all about people having their opinions and listening to what others have to say and whatnot. If it resonates, it resonates. If it doesn't, okay, fair enough, you know. But for me, it's like creating, it's just, I love just having this like community where I'm just like, we're not broken and we know we're not broken and it's the system that's all fucked up. And it's just, it's the system that just has fucked us up. For too long, for too, like for centuries, it's fucked us up, you know, like this manner of thinking and, you know, and thinking that we were the ones who had the problem and, you know, we couldn't identify, there was nothing for us to really, whether it be in the media, whether it be, you know, on TV and magazines, whatever, like we couldn't, we didn't see ourselves in there, you know, and it's like you said, you know, you're creating your brand because you didn't see yourself in these things. You didn't see yourself, you know, when they were selling the normal, whatever the hell they were selling, you know, body lotion, I don't know, for normal skin, dry skin, oily skin, whatever. Like, you didn't see yourself being represented there. And now you're just like, I don't want anybody to feel left out. And it's just like, I love that. I love, I absolutely love that. I want to leave you with a final thought. And this is one that I I don't tend to share publicly, but hey, the planet is listening. So I'm not here to fight for a place in this system. I'm not here to be the first black blah, blah, blah. I'm not here for a handout. I'm not here for a step into this system. I'm not here to gain access or entry into said system. I want no part of it in any form. I'll take your money. I'm going to be real. (laughs) I'll take your money. And I'm going to take your money, your capitalist money, and I'm going to build something significant, something outlandish, something else, something that is outside of this system. I'm not here to be in it. I'm here to 
step outside of it. It's kind of like, you ever go to the mall on a really hot day? And when you go inside the mall, it's like super cold because the air conditioning is just blasting. And then you leave the mall and you're like, oh, it's hot outside. But at least it's like, this is what the rest of the world feels like. Feels like, yeah, yeah. I'm walking out the mall and I'm heading out into the parking lot thinking it's hot as fuck out here. But that's okay (laughs) because I'm going to just go and do my thing. And that's exactly in every aspect, not just this brand that I'm building that bears my name, but in every aspect of my life, I'm going to walk out into that parking lot where it's hot as fuck because climate change is a thing, people. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And I'm going Ooh. to build. When people say that. It's uh, right? That's when a, people say to. I know, that's another conversation. Oh, God. That's not true. I mean, you're just right up there with the earth is flat. But, oh, I was just anyway. thinking that right now, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going to fit in and try to fit myself into a place and a system that doesn't want me. Is only taking me to feel better about themselves, Mm-mm-mm. and is only trying to placate me. I'm not having it. Yeah. So I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Rant over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, absolutely love it. Althea, can you tell us where we can find you, your handles, where people can follow yes. you, your website, everything, everything. Yes. And I'll be adding them to the show notes and onto awesome. all my platforms. My too. website is not live. Hopefully, by the time this airs, it will okay. be. But if it's not, it's okay. It's AltheaBranton.com. You can find me on Instagram at Althea.Branton. For the time being until follow me on Instagram is where you'll have updates for my launch. And eventually I will launch a waiting list for people to sign up to. So when my, I do launch, which is like I said, likely going to be in 2022. When I do launch, you'll be able to be the first to purchase all of my deliciousness. All of my, I never mentioned my stuff is perfect. I'm a professional cosmetic formulator. Most indie brands like ones on Etsy, they're not. They're just people that kind of throw some shit in a jar, put a label on it, and call it a day. Like, I have... These things are getting lab tested, <laughs> right? Which is... This is going to take some time yes. for them to get lab... Like, months to get lab tested. They have preservatives. I mean, Jesus. Who sells stuff without preservatives? I'm sorry. I'm not going to sell you a bottle of germs. A bottle of microbes that are just like, I'm going to hang out and have a beach day, and you're going to slap it on your face. No. These are professionally formulated products that are... They work. And I know because they've been, I've been testing them on myself for the better part of a year. So yes, follow me on Instagram at althea.branton. My website is althea.branton.com. It is coming. Althea Branton is coming. I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I feel like actually making another t-shirt with that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, with your name. <laughs> yeah, Branton is coming. You know, like, coming. Be like, what is wrong? Is, what is wrong with you? And I'll be like, just mind your business yeah. okay just know that's coming okay <laughs> intellectual twerking <laughs> yeah intellectual twerking <laughs> i love it i want to see oh my goodness the next time that you see me i'll be like look at what t-shirt i'm wearing right i love it <laughs> i may just start a merch line it's gonna be the best i may just start a merch line it, that would be awesome yeah. do it do it yeah because i seriously would buy everything <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> it's 
like the, the post office is actually, because they already know me over at the post office, like, here, and they're just thinking, God, do you always come in? They don't even act, like, they always tell me now, they're like, you're that house on the corner, oh, aren't no. you? Like, they don't even know my address, but they know the house. And I'm like, well, that's when you know that there's an issue, right? <laughs> when the post office employees are like, you're the house on the corner, and you're like, Oh my god, am I here that often? Yes! But yeah, well, thank you so much. I hope you all enjoyed this conversation. I will be adding all about Thea's like handles onto the show notes and onto my Instagram and Facebook and just everywhere. And thank you, Althea, so much. I mean, I enjoyed oh, it's this my conversation. Pleasure. Let's continue yes. this conversation. Yes. Uh, there's so many. First of all, there was just so many conversations within this conversation that we could talk about people who say, you know, these flat earth people and climate change and just, you just talk about so effing much already. Oh, yes, we could. I mean, yes, we could. We could. So let's continue this conversation. Yes. I would love that. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome. And you will all hear from me very, very soon. <laughs> Bye. We have come to the end of this two-parter, Intellectually Twerking with Althea Branton. I had a blast um, with Althea, and I really do hope that she comes back onto Beauty Unlocked. A reminder to give her a follow so you can keep up to date um, with the launch of her skincare line um, on Instagram. It's at althea.branton. I will be adding it again onto the show notes, so no worries. No excuses not to go and follow her. And also, um, I will let you all know once her website is up and running, but um, it's altheabranton.com. I actually had to think about it for a moment. <laughs> I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week and thank you for tuning in. And remember to love each other, love yourselves, spread some of that sweet, sweet love. And you'll hear from me on Friday with our very first October Madness episode. Bye! Make it clap, 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 clap. Make it clap, 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 clap. Make it clap, clap, clap. Make it clap, clap, clap. Make it clap.